0: Alrighty, this might sound crazy. I'm doing an intro for the intro. I reviewed the board game Brotherhood and Unity by Compass Games. Fantastic game. Has a few flaws. Hope you enjoy my review. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening. I know I haven't done a review like this in a while. Thank you. Hello, this is Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast and today I am doing my review of a board game from I believe about two years ago called Brotherhood and Unity. This is a three player or there's a variant two player version of the game inside of it where uh, you just combine some rules but it's supposed to be played theoretically three player and uh, it is a war game, like most games I review on here. And uh, it is more of a—it's a point-to-point map. But besides being a point-to-point map, it's also uh, kind of like uh, it's counter-based. So there's stats on these counters. I haven't really reviewed a game like this on here. Most games I've reviewed were kind of a little simpler when it came to like the analytics of it. So a little bit more of a complex game. But I'll get right into the review. So I guess my overall impressions is that I think it's a very good game but there's a few little aspects of this game that I hate. I have played this one time solo and I played one time with friends. And I think I have a decent gauge after these two plays but definitely consider this like an early review. My opinion on this game could change over time. So Brotherhood and Unity though, takes place during the war in Bosnia. And it goes from the year 1992, I believe, to 95. Yeah, and every turn in the game represents one year in the war. In this game, one side will be playing the Serbian faction with Yugoslavian troops and uh, Serbian troops from the outside. Another faction plays the Croatians with also the country of Croatia giving support and Bosnia which has a few allies of their own. The game should take you about maybe two and a half to three hours but when you get really good with it I think you can definitely have a shorter game. I'll start first with uh, basically the concept. So all three sides are fighting for control of certain regions within Juk- uh, not Yugoslavia within Bosnia and although there are recommended areas you try to take over, you can technically take whatever you want, but they won't go towards your objective for the basically the early victory. The goal of the game is to basically get a certain amount of points and control all your key regions on the map. So for example, there are certain places that the Croatians want, there's certain areas the Serbians want, and there's certain areas that Bosnia wants to keep, but there's also areas within conflict where both sides want a chunk of that pie. I think a big thing of this game is that the balance of power shifts as it goes. So very early on in the game, Serbia is an absolute powerhouse and even with their cards they can basically do whatever they want. They have the soldiers available, they have the movement required, and their units are the strongest in the game on their counters. So on the counter there's three numbers, your attack, your defense, and your movement. The Serbians basically have the best of all three, except for defense. Everyone's basically at six defense. So due to this, well, some units have seven. So due to this, Serbia early in the game is an absolute powerhouse, but when you get to turn three and four, they're still strong, but they don't have the same capabilities they do in the early game, which to be fair is very accurate to how the actual war went in as I've done research on it. And you can tell a lot of love and research went into this game. The guy who created it, who gave it to Compass Games, apparently he doesn't give out a lot of his designs, so he must have really liked this one for it to be published. So, I'll start with the things I love about this game now that I've kind of explained it. First thing I love is how differently you need to play with the three factions, it seems. So, if you're going to be playing as Serbia, for example... You need to make the most of your time in the sun. When you have all your troops you need to be moving you need to be attacking you need to be using your combat cards which are in the game. You need to use all this to the full advantage because if you're not you're not playing the game properly. If you're playing as Croatia you're more so maybe trying at the very least not to step on too many people's toes early because you don't necessarily get a lot of forces. Over time, you do accumulate more, but you're kind of a small fry on the map with not too much in your control. So very early on, you kind of need to pick and choose your battles, and then go for pushes once you get a little bit more. Through the game, they're the most consistent when it comes to what they get, but you definitely need to kind of pick your battles perfectly. It's probably They're probably an easier faction to win with, in my opinion, than Bosnia. Only because you can fly a little under the radar, but you have, but you, your margin of error is so tiny with Croatia, in my opinion. The last faction is Bosnia, and they start the game in not the greatest of positions. But towards the end of the game, they get the troops they need and they get everything. Their biggest weakness by far, though, is movement. Their movement's only two compared to most other people having at least four movement. So due to this, they have a lot of trouble moving around. Early in the game, they also do have a little bit of trouble in battles as they get a minus one to their dice rolls. And uh, another thing I do really love about this game is the tracks. To win you need a certain amount of points from attacks and stuff, but you also are countering that with another track, which is the foreign attitude. So a lot of war crimes and atrocities were taking place during this war. And how to reflect in the game is the foreign attitude track. Whenever cities are taken over, it's assumed that bad things are happening to the populace. And this reflects very well in the game. As this track goes up, which penalizes the country that does this, the war crimes and stuff are absolutely terrible in the game. And I think with this design, they do a good job at illustrating what happened during this conflict. I think it's well represented. The foreign track basically you don't want to do too much too quickly in terms of taking stuff over and taking over areas and putting your agenda forward basically because then the UN can get involved which from what I've looked in the real conflict what I've researched is very accurate to what happened. And the foreign so basically it's the foreign attitude is how countries look at you eventually if it gets to too high a number the game just ends and you lose as the UN sends troops but if you get it even a little bit high you get airstrike nothing good happens so with this game it's kind of like you need a bit of balance where you're going to be losing this foreign attitude it's just about when you can invest to improve your relations by giving aid to the people and stuff like that which does eat up a lot of resources might I add I think the other thing I really like about this game is that it is definitely an attacking central game. If you are not attacking, you're not going to win. You can't really turtle, which I find is a problem in some games. In this game, you need to be offensive. You need to be blitzing your enemy and you're going to lose a lot of troops in the process, but you have to attack. And I think that has a very fun aspect to the game that everyone's just attacking. To be fair, I think it's smart, in my opinion, for the Croatian player and the Bosnian player to not attack each other in early rounds, but there's definitely some backstabbing you can do. you got to kind of choose your moment, because if you two kind of take each other out, the Serbian player will steamroll you early in the game. I love also how basically the map is so beautiful and there's a blown up section of Serriero, Serriero, I can't say the name, the capital of Bosnia where your troops can go in and it's like its own mini map. The map's clear, it's illustrated well, and everything you need to know to play the game is basically on this map. One thing I think would be better about the map though if I have one complaint is I wish the areas were a little better, the lines were maybe a little clear for where the provinces are and what's exactly where as there was a dispute or two when I was playing alone with myself. I know that makes me sound crazy. But I think for what the game's trying to do, it does a good job. The last thing I'm going to talk about that I love is basically the cards. The cards are downright perfect, they represent the war perfectly. They're not too overpowered. They show off. Basically, it's like the war is playing out with more than just the counters and I really like that. These cards from everything I've looked up in the guide it shows at the back of what actually happened I think shows, does the time period complete justice? Another thing I didn't have this on the list that I liked is that there's elite units like uh, advanced units, mostly uh, foreign powers which I think is a really nice touch. And it's also kind of cool, you get some uh, armies like uh, you get the Mujahideen in this game who can help out Bosnia. And you can get a certain, like, Serbian's actual army to come in and help the forces there. It's just a really cool game. A lot of cool different armies. I think it would have been sick if there could actually be NATO troops that could enter the map in certain areas, theoretically, if things got too heightened. But that didn't happen in the real war. But I think it'd be kind of a cool what-if scenario. I think if you made an alternate history version of this game, you could make something cool. Like, maybe if the game instead of ending if someone had problems with NATO the two other players could control NATO forces and help their own cause I think that'd be a nice touch but not accurate to the game so I get why they're not there and this is purely I think more to be a simulation game let's go over what I hate I think the supply line rules kind of suck and I only say this because it's I had to modify them in my player game because I think the supply room ru- rules are really tricky. I wish it was a little more clear or better yet, if there were something like a supply truck unit, I think the rules, I'm not an advanced wargamer to an advanced wargamer. You might have an easier time with them. I personally didn't have an easy time with the rules. So this is more of a me thing. This is the biggest thing though I really didn't like about the game and it's the battles. To me for one they don't really feel interesting and I'll explain why. So most games you roll your dice. So not maybe let me reword this not most games. So you take your attack factors of the attackers and the defense factors and then you roll a dice and with the modifiers you find out what your score is. The first thing I don't like about battles is that you have to replace the factor instead of the unit. So for example, in a game like Next War uh, Korea for example, if let's pretend the odds are like 32 to 12, you'd get the ratio then you'd roll the dice with the modifiers and you get your number and then they'd tell you on the chart what the battle outcome is. And it'd say like attacker loses one, defender loses two for example. That's really easy, makes the battle exciting, go quickly, you go from there. This game, it's basically, and I'm not trying to complain because there's math, but you gotta take the numbers of the attacker and the numbers of the defender, and then uh, you roll your dice, right? And then you have to figure out how much you can take off. And the thing I don't like about this is because it's just not as interesting to me. If you have a big army, unless you roll one and a two, you're gonna get a good result. You know what you're gonna get as long as you get that one or two, as long as it's not a zero, one or two, I guess. So I guess three of uh, the numbers, I guess is unpredictable. The rest of them completely predictable on the D10 dice. So I don't think the battles are very interesting. I don't like that you replace basically the number so you can only flip it to its hurt side, the counter, if you get more than that number. Instead of just the attack going through and you figure out what happens. It's also what I don't like is the defense factor never gets weaker even when the units reduced. Which in the war I guess it's trying this game's trying to illustrate that the defender had an advantage. But the problem with that is that you lose so many units attacking. That sometimes it genuinely feels like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't. And that's something I don't like because I think a game like, like, for example, if you attack over a river or a city, it is so punishing to the attacker and it's so tough for them to do anything to the point where how you could have balanced this a little better is like most games, if you attack from different areas, you can get a plus to your modifier. In this, you can't really do that. It's just kind of send a stack or another way to counter this is in the game, only three units can stack. So usually at most, you can send nine troops. That is okay. But then the problem kind of becomes is because attacking sometimes, especially where your modifier is so bad, is gonna injure so many of your guys during the assault anyway, and do so little damage to them. If maybe you could stack a little higher in some areas, I think that would have made the game better. Again though, I don't know if historically speaking, the reason for this is that there were never battles of that size. If so, I understand. I just think the defense sometimes is a little too strong. And as the attacker, sometimes you can't do enough. There are cards you can use as modifiers. But I feel like in investing those cards into those battles, you're really going to need to attack. Especially as the Serbian player early. That it kind of creates a sort of bad situation. I don't know. I What I'm trying to say is I'm not a massive fan of the battles. I think other games have done them way better. And I think, especially to new players, they're not going to like this. I think they'd rather just look at a chart and find out what the results are after looking at battle odds. Number 8, sorry, not number 8. Another thing I don't really like is, in this war, a few sides actually had tanks. And I think it would have been really cool if, besides some cards implying there were tanks, or heck, even planes... I think planes and tanks would have been a really nice touch to this game, maybe as a counter or something, because technically they're considered elite units, not like mechanized units at all or anything. And I know Serbia during this conflict had a lot of tanks and I'm not sure how much aircraft they had. But if they did, I think that would have been a better decision to put it on the map so we can see the tanks and we can see the aircraft or made it a little bit more maybe abstract if need be, instead of putting it on the cards because I feel like it would have been really cool to have tanks on the map. And I think it would have been better than just implying it on the card. So we could get a visual and decide what we wanna do with our tanks, for example. The elite units I also think are a little bit weak. I don't know if they weren't effective during this conflict. That's why I'm not giving it a massive negative, but beside the point, that's just a me thing. I'm not gonna actually criticize the game for that. Yeah, so that's basically my review of the game. I think it's really fun. I think it's really good. I do hate the battles. I will be honest. I have, and I know that's a massive part of these games, but I enjoy everything except sometimes the battles. I feel like they're just not, they're not for me. I would recommend this game though, especially maybe if you're newer to war games, I'd really recommend this game because I think it's easy to get into. The rules are really simple and it's very just do this, do that, which is perfect. You don't have to think too much. Take red spaces to get points. That's all you need to know. I hope I can play this again. It's possible my group won't want to. But in the meantime, i definitely give this a recommend. I guess I'd give this like a B. Would it crack my top 10? Absolutely not. Over time, maybe. But right now, no. Anyways, that's my review. Thank you for listening and uh, God bless. You just listened to Benchwarmers Club Sports and Entertainment Podcast. God bless, praise Christ, and thanks for listening.